0: on FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong.
1: you Your whistler kind of off this morning, because yes, you, uh, yeah. Sounds
2: like yours not very strong
1: either. Yeah, it's. I mean, listen, I was never a real whistler, but I always like to whistle along with the song. We are looking at 38 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 35 at the Highlands, 32 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 34 degrees here. At the Watchdog Radio Network Studios, partly sunny, high of 58 today, so it's going to be a nice day before the day is over and done with. So I like the sound of that. Coming up in a bit, we're going to talk about uh, Inclusion on Ice, an event that's coming up this weekend um, that allows the physically and mentally challenged kids to have a chance to get on the ice and to uh, do stuff that sometimes we take for granted.
2: My boys... Uh... Just lived on the ice, Howard. So that that's awesome that they're they're taking uh, kids out there that normally wouldn't have that opportunity.
1: Yeah, I think it's great, and we'll talk with some folks about that coming up in just a handful of minutes. Because truthfully, now I I'm not the world's best skater. All right, even at this age, I still have to hold on to the edge if I'm going I'm going around. But you know, like Teddy asked the other day. He says, "Granddad, can we go skating?" I said, "Sure, we'll go skating." Then looked at me and goes, "Swear, the little kid says to me." Granddad, you probably need to use one of those walker kind of things like I used to use when I was a baby. <laughs> it's like, well, I, my, yeah, uh, maybe. But it is such a rite of, of, of childhood and for many people that if you're physically challenged, how do you do it? Um, and this is an opportunity to do it. And to and there are some, you know, the Paralympics they have that uh, where folks like disabled folks have a chance to take part in sporting events and so on. I think it's a really good deal. Um, and again, There's too much of childhood that we have yet to open up to those folks who are physically and mentally challenged. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up in the next hour of the show. Now, Bob, real quick here at 9, 10 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. I saw this article, and the headline scared me. It has to do with, once again, here he goes talking about being an old guy again. You and I are baby boomers. We're from the baby boom generation. And the headline is, Baby Boomers Are Approaching... Peak burden on society. Yeah, we are. We are. We are. Well, here's what worries me. I read that peak burden. What do you do for people who are a burden? Well, you either take care of them. Yes, or, or you put them out of their misery. Yes. One right? of those two. Hours? That's, that's not really what the article is about, but although it is kind of about that. But that's what I thought. Wait a minute. I'm a now. I've become a burden. I'm peak burden in society. Baby boomers, as they age, are approaching their peak burden years. Um, the youngest boomers are rapidly approaching retirement. That would be you. Uh, And a bigger retirement population means more of a drag on the U.S. economy. We're dragging the economy down now, pal. We're killing them, Howard. We're We're killing killing them. them. We're killing them, Smalls. Uh, Smalls. We're killing them. Boomers are taking up a disproportionately large share of the housing supply, which I've been reading a lot about lately. Boomers, the the, the old system used to be you grow up, you got older, you moved into, if not a nursing home, to some kind of a communal village or something. But boomers are staying in their houses.
2: That's why I feel like I'm playing uh, against Monty Hall with the uh, with the Social Security, Howard. Do I take it now? Because, again, I mean, the odds are,
1: ooh, man. Yeah, exactly. So, Well, you know, boy, if you start collecting Social Security, then you'll really be part of the I'm, peak. I, I want to be, be a bur- you'll burden. be a real burden. I want my money, Howard. You'll be a real burden at that point, at that point. Um, so, but, but a couple of things that the, we, the boomers, are doing that are causing a problem that didn't previous generations didn't. Heart trouble. One, well, yes. <laughs> One is that we are simply st- we are staying in our homes. And Usually, that's a burden. By the time you're 70, not necessarily going to a nursing home, but but you open up homes, the bigger homes. People, you know, over the years you get in, you grow up, you get into a bigger home, and then at some point you either downsize or maybe go, like I said, to a com- communal home, or assisted living, or something. By the time you're 70, 70 like me, that happens a lot. But boomers aren't leaving their house. Yeah, I don't think I'll be a good roommate, Howard. You know, I, I had one for 30 years,
2: and that didn't work out. So I don't I don't know how that's going to go. I think I will stay to live by myself till they drag me
1: away. The other thing that we are burdens on society for is boomers are not retiring at the early age they used you're to You're doing that, Howard. Look yeah, at you. I mean, I'm 70. I have no intent to, to retire. I'm sorry, some of you. You'll hear sad to hear me say that. I don't have any – I think about it from time to time. But I have no real intent to retire. And normally, the reason I ask you about 62, people can begin to retire at 62, and many do. 65 is what we consider to be the traditional retirement age. But boomers are working a lot longer than that. And so we are, therefore, creating a labor shortage for the younger generation. We're bringing it all down, Howard. Yes, exactly. And um, so anyways, we are, and let's see, what does this say here? Um, And boomers, you and me will drain Social Security. We will collect a large amount of Social Security payments. The old age and survivor's insurance trust fund is expected to be depleted by 2033. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> what, then what are we going to do? Then Howard? what are we going to do? You know, I, I count on that. So uh, we're, we are staying longer in our houses, and therefore there's fewer housing supply up for sale. We are, li- we are working longer. Therefore, we are... Uh, keeping jobs from younger people. Yeah,
2: I think you swayed me, Howard. I think you are killing us. If you're working, you don't deserve that Social Security check. Leave it for somebody hey, else hey, that needs hey, it. You're ho, still working. Oh,
1: hey, ho, ho, ho. Let's not do that. Let's not say that. Let's not say that. I don't know who this is. The guy's quoted here, um, somebody's quoted here. Uh, Any way you slice it, they are a burden on the current and future generations of taxpayers. Wow. Again, when I saw the headline, though, Baby Boomers Approaching Peak Burden on the Economy, I thought, what do you do when people are a burden? Well, they shoot horses, don't they? You know, so. Take them out back. I just just thought about that. All right, it's 9.15 uh, quarter after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We'll talk with our folks for, uh, about inclusion on ice coming up next after the uh, 10 o'clock news break. Hoppy Kirchville is in. Got some good stuff coming up today. I'll tell you what he's got on plan, plan coming up in a tad. Uh, we'll talk about inclusion on ice. That's next on the Watchdog Morning Show.
0: Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our Mountain State. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson.
3: And I respectfully ask for your vote.
4: Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson.
0: Last year they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from eight to nine for Good Old Boys on Sports with Baron Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning.
5: Good old boys.
6: Looking to buy or sell a home for a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the Tri-State area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at
4: 304-281-5250.
6: Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be one of the first people in my family to go to college. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I could still hold while I served part-time. That job, along with the benefits I got through the West Virginia Army National Guard, helped me buy my first home. I also know that I'll be one of the first to respond if the Ohio Valley ever needs me during a natural disaster. I'm Sergeant Andrea Gump, and if you'd like to join my team, visit www.nationalguard.com wv for more information. Or check out our Instagram or Facebook at WeGuard West Virginia.
0: He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Bite the
7: tears back with their
0: smile.
1: Stop and look for a little while oh, it's plain to see. The only thing missing is me. That's my house and that's my car That's my dog in my backyard There's the window to the room Where she lays her
0: pretty head I planted that tree out by the fence Not long after we moved in There's my kids and that's my wife
1: Thursday, which Thursday is always country music, bumper music here on the Watchdog Morning Show. But today it's a tribute to Toby Keith all morning long. Passed away at the age of 62. I, again, I like country music, but he is one of my favorite country music performers. And so uh, I'm enjoying the music, uh, although I'm sad that he has uh, passed away. 9:18, 18 after the hour here. Watchdog morning show, 38 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 35 at the Highlands, 32 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 34 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Partly sunny today, a high around 58 and I checked with the folks who were here in studio who just came in from outside. Partly sunny. Is that about? Is yeah. that a fair fair mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. put it? All right. Uh, Betsy Bethel McFarland is here with us from Easter Seals. DJ Abasala, who I don't know what he does. I can't. I'm trying to figure. out. I can't remember. Oh, that's <laughs> right. You you call hockey games. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. Among other things for the for the nailing. Yes, yeah, a lot right. of hats. <laughs> there, that's a hat. Mm-hmm. And David George is going to talk to us about this whole inclusion thing. Let me first start with you, uh, uh, Betsy. Mm-hmm. Inclusion on ice, this is a this is the third year for the third
4: annual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we started out a couple years ago with a a, a dream of of David's here and uh, made it happen. We had about a hundred people come. And last year, we built on that, had about four hundred people show up. So we'll see what happens on Sunday.
1: What happens on Sunday?
4: Well, what happens on Sunday is we have a public skate. It's free public skate at Wheeling Park Ice Rink. Very grateful to them for allowing us to do this there. And uh, so everybody's invited, no matter what your ability or disability, and all ages and everything is free. Public skate from noon to two, along with a resource fair, face painting, selfie booth, all kinds of fun activities, inflatables for the whole family. And then from 2 to 3, we have a sled hockey match between the Mighty Penguins sled hockey team from Pittsburgh and the Wheeling Nailers and Lightning Birds on a team together on sleds. Wow. Yeah, and then 3 to 4 is a pizza party and a meet-the-player Q&A.
1: DJ, have the Nailers practiced their sled hockey?
5: (laughs) (laughs) It's so really cool to see, and this is something that we did for the first time last year. And a lot of the players, when I tell them the idea, are like, wow, this would be really cool to try. I've never experienced this. I've been playing my whole life, but I've never actually gotten on a sled I've seen it on
1: skates but not Mm -hmm. on the sleds per se yeah right
5: yeah and last year they were like wow I can't believe how much upper body strength this (laughs) takes and they were completely (laughs) gassed by the end of it so it was really cool and I think you could really tell how appreciative they were of just how hard these folks work to play the sled hockey and just how determined they are to play a game that they love no matter what the style of the play is
1: well that's a good point you have to be dedicated not dedicated you have to really have the great desire to do it I suppose you know Uh, We were out at lunch one day last week with my eight-year-old grandson, Mm -hmm. and he said, Grandad, let's go skating this weekend. And I said, well, Granddad doesn't skate, but Mm -hmm. yes, I will take you skating because it's such a normal thing for kids to do. But then I got thinking about this event, and David, it is is something that if it's not – if there's not an event like this, it is something that is foreclosed to many of those who are mentally or physically challenged.
8: Yeah, it's – it's kind of a thing, see when I was a kid I played ice hockey for seven years I ice skated and did those kinds of things and uh, you know I'm like you know I did, I mean I played sports and things like that, I just didn't excel because I had more limitations in some ways than I thought and I didn't kind of understand uh, the fullest extent of it till later on but at the same time you know being uh, being an author of a book Be Unique Be You and Live which was about how I struggled with ADD and learning disability and uh, like uh, my love of music and, and uh, after after being involved with the musical uh, theater production of uh, the Who's Rock Opera Tommy at Bethany oh, cool. College where I went to where I'd gone to school, majoring in communications and was in special education. I found out the learning challenges were derived uh, from highly functional autism. I didn't believe I had that before but until, but then something started to make better sense. But I also connected with uh, an organization in Pittsburgh called the Greater Pittsburgh Special Hockey Association which is a non-profit organization uh, that is comprised of teams with uh, uh, kids and, and adults that have special needs. It could be Head traumas, learning challenges, autism, physical challenges, Down syndrome, and those kinds of things. So I revisited my roots that way for a couple months playing hockey, but at the same time, it helped me kind of start all over again and in a more practical, um, uh, concise way as an advocate in, in this area where I'm originally from. And about four years ago, I came up with the idea of, uh, of an inclusion on ice event. It was in the midst of the pandemic. And uh, so that. Uh, that was a
1: good time to come up with it. <laughs> well, it gave me more time to think about it. It was go. definitely much
8: yeah. more. More cerebral as yeah. far as uh, contemplating the idea. But at the same time, you know, people were more disconnected. And at the same time, you know, I, but I do understand how – Uh, I'm not someone who can do multitask in all the ways that everybody else can at the same pace of uh, shall we say our neurotypical counterparts so it gave me more empathy and more insight as to how we could do these how we could uh, do these kinds of things and start something in our own uh, community so yeah so I mean many persons with special needs and disabilities or so-called disabilities or so-called special needs maybe I should say sometimes I don't know exactly how to phrase it but Mm -hmm. but it's but at the same time um, bringing people heightening awareness of persons and heightening awareness Awareness of uh, well and how people need to be cultivated integrated included and just bringing people together in the community because it was like uh, uh, Betsy said you know it's a, even if you don't have one I've had friends I'd played hockey with or people who skated it with and things that came out and then loved it I mean thought it was a great idea and I'm hoping to see more of them this year too uh,
1: Betsy it, it's a good point it's almost a 2 prong thing number one it's a great opportunity for the kids themselves to get out on the ice and to do things that they wouldn't be able to maybe normally do mm-hmm. or have a, a focused time to do that with mm-hmm. but it also is a good time to for the for those of us who don't have children who are disabled in any mm-hmm. way to recognize that there is an issue here that we we want to try to find a way to be more inclusive i know it's become an ugly word anymore inclusive but to to include more people yeah. uh and 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 so i think this is this has a lot of, of value to it how have the kids responded over the last few years
4: well, they love it. I mean, the the opportunity to get out there on the ice in a comfortable and safe environment where, where you know, people, there's a heightened awareness, um, as David said, um, that they're out there. You know, you can go to the ice rink. People are, of all abilities are invited to the ice rink anytime at Wheeling Park Ice Rink. It's just that it's not always... Uh, Comfortable because mm-hmm. sure. of the number of people and because there's not an awareness there. So, so the kids love it. There, there's one uh, client of of ours at Easter Seals who I just keep picturing her. Uh, there's a video of her going down the ice, being pushed down down the ice by a nailers player, and she's in her wheelchair and the huge smile on her face. And uh, David actually has a good story about how one of his players uh, got. Not David, but DJ. DJ. Uh huh. Has a good story, so why don't you tell that, DJ? Yeah,
1: and the nailers, they they have a great time with this. Mm-hmm. They
5: love this, and you really see what their values are beyond just being hockey players. We had a player the first year of inclusion on ice, and he has a brother with a few different different uh, scenarios that he's you know, works through on a daily basis. And this is one where I asked the players, hey, what events do you want to do? And he goes, you know what? This inclusion on ice really hits home to me. I want to go out there and be part of this. And he immediately made a connection with one of the youngsters out there. And it went so much beyond just being, here's a hockey player and here's someone coming to inclusion on ice. It developed a friendship. Like these two would go out and have lunch together and spend time together and just really make a connection as friends and i think that's one of the fun things that you see about these players is that they are able, they're able there maybe there is something personal that that hits a chord or maybe they have a really big desire to make an impact and i think one of the things like you talk about you know just the feel of being around the ice rink is you know sometimes on a regular open skate day, you know, you may have high schoolers just buzzing around like that and mm-hmm. it, it can be, if you don't if you're not comfortable with it, like, that sure. can be intimidating, like, you may not want to be held hey, onto the board. I'm boards. intimidated. Yeah. Little, yeah. You
1: know, so, I get you.
5: So, so yeah. the fact that we can open the doors and the players are able to say, you know, come on out, join us come into mm-hmm. our home, like, l- let's have some fun out there, really, you, you can see the personalities come out.
1: Is part of the, the value of this getting the kids to not just to come to this event but to feel more comfortable perhaps in going on their own to the skating rink or to you know in order to to mm-hmm. not feel so what's the word I'm looking for you know segregated, segregated. or out uh, yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah is is that is that part of the the idea here
4: yeah definitely i and, and i think it's great for the whole family too howard you know it's not um when you have a child with a disability sometimes there's a limit on what you can do as a family with your kids who don't have disabilities and include everybody so that's what's so great about this is there's activities for everybody
1: well I wanted to ask you about that, actually uh, the parents um, they may not get involved uh, maybe they do I don't know but it's got to be a good opportunity for them to see their kids do some things that maybe they wouldn't have a chance to normally do
4: yeah it's, re- it's really exciting
1: DJ the uh the nailers not just this but they're pretty good about getting involved in the community all different ways right
5: we do we do a lot of things we actually last night we did a pizza party for the Boy Scouts top sellers every year that's something that we put on for them as a reward for their hard work we give them a locker room tour have them do a couple different stations we're very involved with the local schools we have read across America week coming up at the beginning of March where we'll go to I think we have six or seven schools already laid out where players will go do that Uh, we have another program with high schools uh, which teaches about the dangers of drinking and driving called booze cruise you lose uh, we do things like bell ringing for the Salvation Army around the holidays so we're going to be eclipsing 40 player community events for the second straight year which is super wow. exciting and That's actually that has
1: been that way going all the way back to the beginning of the Thunderbirds days I mean, yeah they all, you know community involvement has been a hallmark of the hockey team uh, here mm-hmm. here in Wheeling which is really important mm-hmm. David where would you like to see this go I mean is there is there a, is there a next step of inclusion on ice in your mind
8: well, yes. I mean, obviously, we want we want to enhance and prolong what we've established already at the J.B. Chambers Memorial Ice Rink at uh, Wheeling Park. And at the same time, I'm hoping—well, there's, there's a few things. And I'll try to make this as concise as possible. Um, but, um, you know, uh, like what—, uh, what basically what uh, Betsy and DJ were alluding to about how sometimes you know I mean you want I'm hoping we don't want the kids to th- and the adults to think they can only do something like this once right. a year. Yes, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's not even if it's not the same specific annual event but at least somehow make them feel more comfortable going there where mm-hmm. they have assistance cuz you know we've there's resources that were used kind of like I mean they always have those walkers that there to mm-hmm. begin with. So so in some ways that's obviously that's obviously an accepted uh, norm it's uh, that has been established for many years but at the same time you know some might have used like these poles. I don't know if they're there. There's some kind of sticks, metal sticks, I think mm-hmm. to kind of, to, you mm-hmm. know, kind of ingrain mm-hmm. within yeah. the ice. Well, not I say ingrain, but sort of, uh, you know. Like in, ski poles or something. Yeah, kind something of like, kind that. like mm-hmm. that, yeah. And uh, they've, there's even been some on wheelchairs too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing is, I mean, we want, I'm hoping that uh, ice skating will become, I mean, hockey's obviously become more popular through the years, which is a great thing, especially for this community. And, uh, you know, obviously with the wheeling nailers uh, been around for 31 years or so. And, but at the same time, you know. So um, we hope... Um we we basically uh, I'm I'm hoping that maybe we could have uh, more of these kinds of events and we I think it's important to at least keep an open mind to maybe expanding the gamut of it in such a way where there could be maybe another um, venue and this besides besides the JB Chambers Memorial Ice Rink that might uh, be able to accommodate more uh, persons maybe have more sponsors and bring more of a sense of togetherness in such a way where there's um, where people can share. See, we're gonna have a resource fair too uh, mm-hmm. this uh, Saturday. That's we, new. Yeah, or this mm-hmm. Sunday. I should say but um yeah we weren't able to do that the last couple years because of the renovations going on at the white palace and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff we have uh, vendors we have at least 15 of them so far some Mm -hmm. of them represent like youth services system uh, uh west virginia division of rehabilitation services west virginia able and uh and and again probably at least Twelve others, and maybe more if we're lucky uh, within the next few days. But you know, I'm hoping that this could. Um, there might be more uh, venues in the area where we could have inclusion on ice in this specific area besides what we've done already. And it could. Uh, I mean, USA Hockey has played a major role, in like in, 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 in a, on a national level. Uh, Pittsburgh, PA. I mean, just two years ago had a had a major uh, disability hockey festival, and there were two that it, we, we won. It went on eight, a total of eight days in April of 2022, and at four different venues throughout the city of Pittsburgh. Again, the Pittsburgh Penguins were a sponsor, USA Hockey was a sponsor, and so was Toyota. But there were teams that came from all over the country because it's not just the Pittsburgh Penguins that sponsor special hockey. The Columbus Blue Jackets sponsor, the Detroit Red Wings. They've come to Pittsburgh. The team's from Detroit, Chicago, Canada. But this this thing two years ago had – the nashville predators had a team uh teams uh and uh i don't know if the boston bruins did buffalo sabers but there were teams even as far out west the vegas golden knights the seattle kraken the san jose sharks i mean it came to pittsburgh and it was just uh, this has become a phenomenon that is just uh, that has just expanded itself leaps and bounds and so i'm hoping that we can incorporate something like this and you know where people can come together more interpersonally talk to each other more develop better relations, have more vendors, uh, get the area colleges like West Virginia Northern Community College. Bethany College, West Liberty, Wheeling University, um, some of the others, and um, you know, make bring back that chicken soup for the kind of soul feeling, <laughs> you know, that people need, where people talk to each other more yeah. and relate to each other more verbally, interface to face that kind of stuff, and uh, that, yeah, I think it's uh, it, it's more than just special hockey or hockey or ice skating. It's it's community integration, inclusion, and uh, and giving everybody the chance to be unique, be you, and live.
1: Is there? Um this is,
8: to a large extent, for
1: the kids to have fun, I mean, to mm-hmm. be able to, to do this on the ice and enjoy themselves like mm-hmm. other kids do. Mm-hmm. There are Paralympics and so on. I mean, mm-hmm. there are opportunities for kids who actually want to make a sport out of some of this stuff to do it. I mean, is not there is a Special,
4: sled. Special Olympics. Yeah, Special <laughs> Olympics. And then the sled hockey team, you were going to say. the mighty There's right, the Mighty Penguins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mighty Penguins are going to come down. They'll have an information booth uh, at the event on Sunday. And, of course, they're, they're going to have players there playing the sport. And so parents can, um, you know, maybe see for the first time the opportunities that are out there uh, for their kids. So they will be on hand, there'll be a Q&A and everything so that people can find out more about sled hockey and the opportunities that are available to the kids.
8: Yeah, it's a panel discussion and uh, it's gonna be a pizza party. We are going to have DeFeliz pizza there. And yep. uh, thanks to De Digger Lee, yeah, who's Digger also Lee. a major. He's he he. His father was my hockey coach when I was in the oh, sixth okay. grade, and uh, and, D- and <laughs> so Digger you, Lee.
1: So you call upon the coach, the, the old coach, to help out there. I get it. Well, yeah. yeah, his
8: son was a Digger was his assistant back in the day, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and Digger's a, a major hockey uh, fan, uh, a real hockey aficionado. He's played uh, not not just when he was a kid, but he's played in the men's hockey league and all that. He came to the event two years ago, so mm-hmm. I remember when we first had it. Yeah, I don't skate.
1: okay but if i did (laughs) could i come to this event
4: you don't have to skate to come to this event okay yeah anybody's welcome we have like i said we have a lot other a lot of other things going on just other than just skating so the face painting the selfie booth we have the the resource fair we have free refreshments we have sensory activities uh inflatables um I don't suppose you'd want to go in the inflatables, would you, Howard?
1: I'm not sure they'd let me. I'd <laughs> <laughs> Just be as honest as I can be about that. But
4: definitely come and watch the hockey game from 2 to 3. Um, that's that'll be a big draw. As DJ, well. you're not
1: you're not gonna be playing this one, are you?
5: No, I've got our players lined oh, up for he's gonna announce though. <laughs> yeah, we have a nice separate uh, nice group of players where we'll have one group do the game, we'll have another group do the skating and, and it's actually really neat, is one of the players unfortunately got hurt a couple of weeks ago, but I still told him and he said, You know what, I still wanna be involved in this thing and I wanna go, you know, around and help out in the sensory room and so some of the off there. ice activities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they off still the- even if they may not be able to physically you know perform for a game like that they still are able to be involved which is super cool that's and they cool. want to be that's mm-hmm. cool yeah let's mm-hmm.
1: easter seals is one of the sponsors um mm-hmm. yeah, but actually you have a number of people who are involved well, in this
4: right so easter seals augusta levy learning center and the nailers um along with david we are we have uh we're the committee that organizes this whole thing so we're kind of like the hosts um but we couldn't do it, obviously without Wheeling Park and the Ogilvy Foundation, who underwrites the free tickets for everybody okay. and the free skate rentals. Rentals we have um, uh, we have the Red Partnership, Regional Economic Development, um, the City of Wheeling, and then we have a whole slew of other sponsors: Glessner, Wharton, Andrews, Calcruth, West Banco, Blackburns, which does a wheelchair is a vendor for Easter Seals with the okay. wheelchairs and things like that, and Panhandle Cleaning. Um, those are some of our big sponsors, and we couldn't do it without them.
1: I appreciate that. Uh, Folks, thanks for coming by. David, anything else you want to tell us before I let you go?
8: Well, this isn't like I wouldn't, a lot of people may not find this to be the most significant part, but for anybody who's, well, as you know, this Sunday is also the day of the Super Bowl will be that evening. Yeah, I've it's, heard that. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard
1: rumors about that, yes. Yeah, exactly. but there's
8: no conflict with the time, because obviously we're, we're having that earlier. early in the day. Mm-hmm. But one thing I just uh, I just figured I'd mention for some people who remember, I'm sure, I'm sure you remember these, um, one of the ideas I have, uh, besides airing out uh, reruns of this uh cartoon icon when I was a kid called Peter Puck. It was a talking puck. They were talking about the rules and regulations. (laughs) Hanna-Barbera did the animation of it. We're going to air out uh, a cartoon episode compilation uh, I even have a ball cap of uh, Peter Puck I'll be wearing it that day <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, but all but uh, but there's also um, with the like with the Super Bowl okay you know how that's a major how that became a major uh, out, well some might say outlandish extra uh, advertising extravaganza yeah but, but yeah. back in the day uh, the, the ads whether they were aired for the Super Bowl or not were, were more well let's say sort of down there was more of a humanistic kind of mm-hmm. element to them uh, it, it uh, like you remember those light beer commercials uh, from light beer from Miller commercials sure. back in the day with John Madden and Billy Martin and Rodney Dangerfield and all them, Elsie <laughs> Greenwood and the Mean Joe Green classic Coca Cola commercial. Yeah. Many of those are, uh, are installed on YouTube, and so I've done a great deal of sequencing of these commercials. I think see that brings if there's people they're going to be we're going to do that on the upper level where there might mm-hmm. be some of the older adult that, that might Just remember those out, things. Yeah. Hanging out something that brings back that kind of uh, again that, that community uh, sort of flair nostalgia yeah. uh, uh, things like that uh, it could be like Muhammad Ali uh, uh, commercials Joe Frazier I mean and they were really there's come natural like commercials where there was a comedian named Norm Crosby he'd uh, he would deliberately it's twist hilarious. his words, yeah mm-hmm. like he had a, a there's a commercial with Jim Catfish Hunter or the late Jim Catfish Hunter he'd call him cat food I mean, or <laughs> cat nip and all these things It's just <laughs> some things like that it's just that's the kind of humor those are the funny things that bring back memories that go straight to your heart and it soul. sounds
1: like it, it. what it does it's going to be a, uh, just a whole afternoon of of, you know fun and connections and so on so Mm -hmm. hey guys i appreciate you coming in thanks very much dj quick quickly what are the nailers up to this weekend
5: we're home friday and saturday saturday's our pittsburgh penguins night promotion which is one of our most popular ones of the year we have trevor daly who's a two-time Stanley Cup champion coming down. And, well, there's no better time to come down because the team's on a 10-game winning streak. <laughs> things so, have been going pretty good. Things are going really, really oh, wow. well.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Read that. <laughs> right. Guys, thanks for coming in, uh, guys thank and you. lady. I appreciate you thank all you. being here. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully we can uh, attract some attention for inclusion on ice. It's uh, essentially from noon to 4 sun- Sunday Yes, yeah. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunday from noon to four, at the yes. Wheeling Park uh, skating rink. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Howard. Appreciate it very well, thank much. You, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Ohio Valley Headlines from Taylor Long next.
6: Here along with your 7 News headlines on this February the 8th. Some traffic updates this morning today and tomorrow. The left lane of State Route 7 heading south in Steubenville will be shut down daily from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. The closure will span from South Street to the South Corporation limit. During this period, traffic will be directed to the right lane within the work zone. No significant delays are expected. This lane closure is required for maintenance crews to carry out upkeep tasks and clear vegetation from the shoulder of the left lane. And today and tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., a segment of 4th Street in Benwood will be shut down. Additionally, the on and off ramps for U.S. 250 northbound will also be closed. This closure is due to a bridge deck repair. Commuters are advised to reduce speed, expect delays, and follow detour routes. For northbound traffic, use Boggs Run Road to 4th Street. For southbound traffic, use Marshall Street. And looking across the mountain state, there are more financial troubles this morning for the family-owned businesses of Governor Jim Justice, and this involves one of their most iconic properties. The Greenbrier Resort is one of the most famous landmarks in West Virginia, but the surrounding property is known as the Greenbrier Sporting Club. It contains dozens of expensive homes, recreational facilities, and the Sam Snead Golf Course, but Carter Bank and Trust put a line on the property and plans to auction it off. Carter Bank says the Justice companies owe more than $350 million. Governor Justice says he has information that will prove he and his family. Companies are in the right, but he can't disclose it just yet. Stay with 7 News for updates and West Virginia's sweetheart and right hand of Governor Jim Justice. Baby dog is having two surgeries. According to the governor, baby dogs back legs have torn ligaments, and each leg requires surgery to repair. She is four years old and weighs 60 pounds. Governor Justice asks West Virginia to pray for her surgeries. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Tither Long, working for you.
1: I'm Deepakuda. I am from originally India. I am director of the structural heart program as well as cardiac cath lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital, WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. well. So we try to go where the patients are or
5: to make it most convenient for them.
2: When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or De Carlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Primanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill, the Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging.
1: Score great savings during Menards Super Sale. Menards has the largest in stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Pick up energy efficient appliances from Criterion. Criterion appliances are ready when you are and are designed to last and save you money. Pick up a white upright freezer for just $598. It's garage ready and also converts into a refrigerator. Good through February 11th.
0: Save big
7: money at Hello, West Virginia. This is Congressman Alex Mooney. West Virginia spending should reflect West Virginia values. That's why I always work to be your conservative fiscal watchdog in Washington, voting against tax increases and cutting government spending, all while looking after our hardworking families. Liberals continue to harm middle and working class Americans with rampant inflation, all the while going around Congress to send our tax dollars overseas. I will continue to do everything in my power to rein in this White House's policies and keep the power in the hands of the people where it belongs. I'm Congressman Alex Mooney. If you have questions about how your tax dollars are being spent, I want to hear from you. Call my local office at 304-264-8810 or visit my website at mooney.house.gov. Paid for with official funds from the office of Alex Mooney.
4: Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind, knowing that your business is protected and prepared.
0: Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Put your name at the top of his list And a statue of liberty started shaking her fist, And an
2: eagle will fly
0: and it's gonna be here When you hear Mother Freedom start a ringing her bell And it'll feel like a home.
2: Of red, white,
1: and it's 945, quarter to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Today, the bumper music uh, tribute to uh, T- Toby Keith. Tomorrow, we're going to do another sort of tribute-y kind of bumper music day, as I understand it correctly, Bob. Tomorrow was a big day in music history will mark a milestone in music history uh back in 1964.
2: You might remember it Howard I certainly don't it was 60 years ago tomorrow that the Beatles appeared on the Ed Sullivan show and everybody's going well yeah I think I heard of the Beatles but who in the hell is this Ed Sullivan guy (laughs) he had the biggest tv show uh, during during that period
1: Hey, by the way if if you are too young to remember Ed Sullivan and all you see, and you will see probably a lot of clips of this tomorrow on television and so on. This is the 60th anniversary of the of the Beatles' appearance there? When you see Ed Sullivan, and you'll go, this was one of the most popular shows on television because he was a, you know, an unusual character, right? I mean, but um, I saw that. I remember watching the Beatles. Ed Sullivan was a staple in the household. You know, that we watched uh, Sunday nights and. Um, I mean, I remember him, you know, as he would always shake his head and fold his arms. And, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. And, like, we were okay, who are these guys? And then the world changed. I mean, it's not an exaggeration that the world changed after
2: that. Would you agree that uh, Ed Sullivan was kind of a stuffed shirt, uh, (laughs) stick in the mud, Howard? I would say that. And what is really, if if you've never heard of Ed Sullivan before, he would have rock – Acts on his show, and he would fight with a lot of them. I think he got along with the Beatles pretty good, but the Rolling Stones—they he wanted him them to change their lyrics. Uh, Jim (laughs) Morrison had a hard time with uh, Ed Sullivan, so a a big story there on how big that show was, and it probably was never bigger than sixty years ago tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and again, at at that, and I don't think America was ready. Again, this is an old guy's thing, but I think everybody should know about the Beatles and about the, the 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 cultural impact they had. Uh, America wasn't ready for the response that you saw on that show. And from there, things just went the Beatles' career span. Now, you know, we always think about the Beatles and their arrival in America and and the Ed Sullivan show and so on. We should talk more about this tomorrow probably. But, you know, they had honed their act for years in England. You know, it isn't like they just became the Beatles, came to America. They were already superstars in England before they came here and of course then they conquered america as well so
2: what jumps out at me about am i the biggest beatles fan no do i appreciate and admire what what they did absolutely i think they're the greatest rock and roll band of all time but what is really unique about them if you have a day where you're just piddling around listening to music in the background if you start with their early stuff and then go through their career yeah. it's just incredible how they changed but the music was still just outstanding
1: yeah, and, and that is one of the big things about the Beatles. You know, they, I loved the early Beatles. Of course, I loved it because it was the days of my youth when I was really listening to listen to the radio and stuff for music. You know, the I Want to Hold Your Hand and She Loves You, yeah, 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 and that kind of stuff. Uh, and, but as, as they grew, I do not say grew older, I guess they did grow older, but as they matured, their music changed a lot over the years. Um, much more thoughtful, much more introspective, uh, much more, almost classical at some points. The music was almost classical. At some
2: and, and they caught they were called a fad, you know, uh, early. But they 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 proved even George Harrison. They, they proved to the world just what brilliant musicians that they actually were. And to, to get them all together, it's just funny how sometimes the stars just line up.
1: Yeah, everything just lined up perfectly. I was reading a piece yesterday about them, and it and it talked about you couldn't have put a, together a better foursome. Not just the, who they were, but the types and the techniques. You had Lennon and McCartney, both who were musical geniuses, who could write and perform, and had huge. By the time they're done, they had huge catalogues of music. They were they were the musical geniuses. You had Ringo, who was kind of the, um, the like happy-go-lucky the, guy in the back, right? Like the you character, yes. yes, the character. And you had the quiet one. George was always the quiet one. I mean, they, it was just like. If you were writing this, you'd say, OK, so let's do let's do these two and this and then the quiet one. It was a perfect blend.
2: And that's and what the point I was trying to make, Howard. You go to 64, 65 and you see George Harrison, you say, all right, he's a guitar player. But then what he did throughout his life and he said, you know what, I'm not done. I'll show you what I can do here. And I think he held his own. Maybe not as quite at the top as McCartney and Lennon,
1: but he was right there. Every one of them went on after the Beatles broke up, which we all wept over. Uh, after the Beatles broke up, every one of them went on to quite successful careers. I mean, on their own, never quite reaching the height of the Beatles. Obviously, because I don't think anything ever will. I suppose that's an unfair statement because to say never is a long time. But I, I can't imagine anything reaching the height of the Beatles. But but what all about Taylor Swift? Howard? Well, yeah. Okay. All right. You know, it's a great, great point that you that you make. Um, but. They 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 set the tone, and then all of the others. I mean, all four of them went on. You're right. George Harrison probably the least successful as a standalone guy, but he still was successful. Paul McCartney obviously the the, the most successful in post-Beatle years. Um, Lennon, who knows what who knows what he would have done if he had not been killed.
2: Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a great point. Again, I don't think he'd be home just sitting on the couch. I think he would have done done a lot, a lot more.
1: And Ringo. Ringo has almost come more into his own, uh, even in later years, I'm talking about the last 10 years or so, than he has in the past.
2: But you talk about, again, you talk about a guy that just, right place, right time, and a great drummer, but, you know, kind of stood out a little bit. You got you got three people that are just music
1: geniuses, like you called them. The drummer, I don't know, is he a musical genius, Howard? Well, I guess he was a good drummer. I guess that's a. And he was the. He was not the first one either. Pete Pete Best was uh, part of the Beatles before uh, Ringo was. So, I think it was before Ringo was. So they were a little bit uh, different um, group. He was not part of the group from the whole whole beginning. It's eight before the. So tomorrow we're going to spend some time talking about the Beatles and in particular the Ed Sullivan appearance of the Beatles, which was sixty years ago tomorrow. 8 p.m., February 9th, 1964, 73 million Americans. 73. That's something else, too. We're, our TV and the media has changed so much. You'll never again get a time when that many people sit together and watch a single thing.
2: And I thought maybe we could find a couple young girls to have in there and just scream the whole show, Howard. And just just scream. Bras on
1: stage, throw their bras. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Come on, Bob. Uh, 8 before the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Bob uh, Westfall is here with us right now. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Do you yeah. re- do you remember sixty years ago the Ed Sullivan Show when the Beatles made their first appearance? Seriously, okay. I guess I'm the only one of this gang that actually remembers watching that it, on
3: television. you and your Did you and your children sit down and watch it?
1: No, wait, no, 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 no. My parents and I sat down and watched. My parents oh, sat down yeah. and watched it. I was there watching along with them. Now oh, okay. Did your dad All say, right. turn, ad." What are we watching here? Is that yeah. was I probably did. You know, probably did say, well, let's watch Ed Sullivan because i like to watch Ed Sullivan. But they like Topo g They want to see the animal acts. They say, exactly. And then who are these people screaming and yelling? Oh. And what are those girls yelling about? so. Um, qu- quick story. My mother hated the Beatles. Really?
3: Hated the Beatles because she was a huge Elvis fan, ah. and they were. She felt, of course, she was a kid; she was like sixteen or seventeen, and um, they were eclipsing her man Elvis. So she hated the Beatles.
1: Oh, that I mean that is that is true. Now, in in yeah. in fairness to the Beatles, and with with, the, with full respect to your mom, Elvis was beginning to fade away by that time. I think one of the reasons the Beatles, one of the reasons the Beatles were so successful, was music was in kind of a transition period, a lull period, you know, Elvis and the early days of rock and roll had now kind of matured to the point of of um, uh, almost moving on. So, uh, right. and then and then the Beatles came, you know, if, if I was writing a musical history, I would maybe, you know, uh, Glenn Miller, uh, then come the crooners, like Sinatra, uh, then Elvis, then the Beatles. I mean, they, they, those are the definitive kind of eras uh, there, but... And then things yeah, changed. I agree. Yeah. And then after, after the Beatles, I didn't care anymore. So that was, that was yeah.
3: That was wow. The end so you haven't cared 60 years?
1: Well, for I'm... 30, 50 years. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. What uh, you know, are you doing today? other night, right? What you got going on tonight? Tonight, tonight, all right. I'm not asking for your night date plans. What What do you have on? To, what's going on today? I should say. All right,
3: uh, your buddy Jim Justice, the governor of the state of West Virginia, is in town. Uh, a couple stops our way. Uh, he's going to protect uh, present a check for over nine million uh, Marshall County for their uh, new building in Marshall County. So that's. Uh, scheduled for 10:30 at Senator Meckin Elementary School, so D.K. is covering that, and then uh, he is going to uh, head over to the uh, uh, Grave Creek Mound uh, uh, complex there in Moundsville will present them with a check as well, around uh, about $800,000 for projects there. Uh, so the governor is in town uh, passing out the, uh, some money for education and uh, our museums, which I always thought, you know, there should be a bigger museum, uh, a natural history museum in Wheeling. But that, that's neither here nor there. Um, so we've got that. The other big story today, is Form Energy in Weirton is having the uh, raising of the final beam for their new facility. Uh, it's called Form Factory One uh, for the battery uh, manufacturer. Uh, so Colin Roos is up there. That is supposed to take place at ten thirty as well. So those are a couple of the bigger stories uh, today. Uh, something we're working on. Uh, a young photographer that we've we've done stories with her before. Rebecca Kiger. Um She was uh, one of her photog, uh, f- photog- photographs uh, from. <laughs> Palestine made the cover of Time Magazine. Uh, she has done, she did the uh, essay a few years ago on Wheeling Homeless. I don't know if you remember that or not. Sure. And her pictures made that. So we're going to talk to her again. She is, uh, she is uh, uh, teaching uh, over in Bel Air uh, photography and things like that. So uh, we stopped in to talk with her today. So we've got that up. Um, oh, sweeps feast today. Uh, 20th anniversary of Cabela's uh, The Highlands uh, is coming up.
1: Really? Is this uh, yeah. a tw- – tw- yeah. wow, 20 years. Okay, jeez. I can,
3: re- I can remember when I first came back to the air going up there and shooting video of the Fort Henry Industrial Park. Mm-hmm. Remember when it was called that? That's right, before
1: exactly, they, yeah.
3: Before they shift gears to become a retail facility. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's coming up. Uh, that's our sweet piece. Uh, Steve Moore has been working diligently on that one, so it should be pretty good. That'll be on our 6 o'clock tonight, so we've got that. Uh, let's see what else we got uh, Easter Seals check presentation uh, from the Rodriguez uh, Miklas had a soup sale uh, so we're always uh, excited to help our friends out at Easter Seals so we're going to go over and check that out uh, our newest reporter Mary Flavin will be covering that so uh, that's kind of the things we're working on today
1: alright sounds good people can check things out at noon 5, 6, 10, 11 5.30 the region wide show always at WTRF.com or on their smartphones, if they have the Storm Tracker Seven app and the news app, Bob, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again tomorrow to wrap up the week. Thanks a See lot. See you, Bob. All
3: right, guys. See you tomorrow.
1: All right, talk to you then. uh uh You think the governor was listening to us earlier? About well, the, I kind of hope he was, Howard. I mean, we got uh, you know we were kind of there was that little business about the briar and then then kind of kind of sort of making fun of baby dog. Well,
2: baby dog's fat, Howard. I mean, it's a
1: and so is the governor
2: yeah well i think maybe maybe
1: we are a little bit now but yes uh, we're just just kidding just kidding around just kidding governor still would love to have you come on the show if I, I actually did know he was coming up and i would meant to reach out to his people and say could he give us a call when he's here in town uh, and i didn't do that so that's that's my fault all right uh come up on talk line brad mcelenny and mark curtis will be on to talk about uh governor justice and the uh Uh, The Greenbrier and the debts and all of that kind of stuff. Also, the Women's Bill of Rights, which is not what you think it is. There's a public hearing underway on that right now in Charleston. Tomorrow, Stephen Adams is going to join us to talk about this Women's Bill of Rights. He's attending that hearing. Uh, Also, some concerns about student discipline in West Virginia. And uh, what else do we have coming up? Um, Well, Hoppy's coming up at uh, 10.06. He's coming up after the news, which is next. Tomorrow, we will do the Beatles. Stephen's going to be here. We're going to talk about... This Women's Bill of Rights And we'll have um, McCabe And we'll have a travel show And hopefully we'll have fun A later. really big show huh? uh, we, you know, we have a really big <laughs> show And again Nobody got that at all nobody, nobody Nobody got that at all Bob, hope you continue to feel better And improve Thank you, Howard. We'll meet you in the morning At 7 o'clock Right here The Watchdog Morning Show It'll
2: feel like the whole wide world Is raining down on you I'll brought to you Courtesy Of the red, white, and blue